welcome to another episode of Real Fabulous Marketing. I'm your host, Miranda Ivey, and today I've got my strategist hat on. It's a virtual strategist hat. Uh, You'll just have to imagine that I have a cap and it says strategy, like I've been at some tech conference on my head. And I'm going to share with you what I would do if I had three months to launch an online program. So I was looking out into the future from when this podcast is going live and thinking, hmm, you know what? I think early 2024 is a really great time for me to launch my online program. There might be a few other people thinking the same thing as you, but... If you're starting to think about it now, three months into into the in the past, in the future, I'm getting a little bit confused with my timeframes. Um, but three months into the future, you're going to be ahead of the game. So the first step that I would take, and this is kind of relates to more if it's a new program rather than an existing one that you've tried, you've tested, and you're kind of just rinse or repeating the same old launch, but maybe there's going to be a few new ideas, is to work out who and what it was for. To work out that transformation that people would undertake and uh, hopefully you know, even if you're just sort of no strings attached and you're not like totally married to the fact that people may not or may not finish your program. But what is the transformation that you would love them to have or, you know, even just a a kernel of from being in your presence as part of your online program? What is that for and who is it for? I mean, a lot of people want to sell programs to women. Great. 50% of the population narrowed it down. But it really helps if you are thinking about your online program that you want to sell is, well, yeah, who is it for? Who is your ideal customer? And not just their sort of demographics, but also some of, you know, their psychographics and sort of where they're at in their journey of life. What have they tried before that has or hasn't worked? What limiting beliefs do they have about themselves that's stopping them from taking action or has stopped them in the past? What do they need to believe about themselves or about you in order for them to jump on into their on your online program? Who do they follow online and what drives them? As in what inspires them to go after their goals? Because no matter whether you're selling an online program in the health and wellness space, personal development, business, sewing, there's always going to be some internal kind of combustion engine in the type of person that you're going to attract to your program. I mean, the non-action takers don't usually sign up or they do sign up and then they never turn up to anything, but that's okay too. I'd also be sort of pondering on, are they scared to make change? And how can you make them feel comfortable as they do make that change? Because we all know change is uncomfortable. 
chances are from being part of your online program and working with you, they may not be the same person that they were when they started. In fact, that's kind of a guarantee, isn't it? And what will making those changes get for them in their business, their life, their personal life, their relationships? What will it get to them? All of these things are such a great starting point because when you're embarking on a three-month journey of selling and creating an online program, you really are on a journey of creating content too. Because when it comes down to it, with a you know, when you, particularly because you've got this lead time, you can really start to look at these avenues of where you're going to be communicating with your audience. And yes, you've got things like emails. So you might be writing more emails during this time. You've got your social media. So, you know, there's all those different types of content types that we have on our social media. On Instagram, we've got lives, we've got reels, we've got carousels, we've got single image posts, we've got stories, you've got a broadcast channel if you want it. Apparently there's this thing called threads. I don't know too much about it. Don't think anyone's on it anymore. There's Facebook, there's Facebook groups. There's a podcast, there's YouTube, like there's so many, right? It's pretty obvious that it's quite easy to get overwhelmed. So if I was planning out a three month launch, I'd look at all those options and go, where do I have the most amount of audience? And also where do I love to show up? Where have I not been showing up lately that maybe if I sort of really want to make a go of it, I could start to share more on those platforms. So that's kind of month one, really starting to think about my ideal customer, mapping out my timelines and looking at my marketing mediums and platforms and starting to think about how I'm going to distribute that content across those platforms so that, yeah, I mean, even if people, maybe you don't sell the hundred spots that you wanted to sell, but you sell 10, People can't come back to you and say, I didn't know about this thing, which I think is probably the worst result of anything. What? I didn't know you were launching this thing. I didn't know anything about this. That's not what you want. You want people to know about it. You want them to kind of almost be sick of hearing about it. You want to get to the point that you love it so much you can't not talk about it. And this is a great starting point. It's very creative. And while you're in that first month of kind of like thinking about your ideal customer, start thinking about those connections and those stories that you could tell that are going to help them understand what it is that you're there to help them with. Maybe you're going to just, you know, use this sort of first month as a very juicy, creative time, downloading lots of ideas and starting to think about what kind of formats they're going to take. In the second month, this is kind of where you're really starting to build momentum. Hopefully you've set up some timelines in terms of your marketing like messages and where they're going to go in that first month. And in the second month, it's time to start rolling them out. Now with any launch or of an online program, I'm trying to think if like I've got an example where this doesn't happen, but I mean, yeah, 99% of the time you want to have some sort of live event that gets people interested, that allows you to, you know, talk about 
maybe your framework of your program, give them some information about how it's going to help them. And then, yeah, let them know that it's open and available. But usually you've already sort of started to sow the seeds. We never want to run some sort of live event where it's just like, huzzah, there's a thing for sale that I haven't mentioned before. It doesn't always work. So when it comes down to it, your launch and if we're casting our mind into three months from the future, be very aware of holiday periods, sort of mid-January onwards is a good time to run one of these live events just because a lot of people are on holidays in, you know, sort of end of December, early January, and they don't usually have their, I don't know, business strategy hat on. Now, some people do. I know in America, they don't really have as big a break as we do in Australia. Uh, So often you'll see lots of live launches happening very early in the year. And you know what? If you want to jump on that, go for it. But there is this kind of (laughs) general consensus here in Australia where people tune out on Melbourne Cup Day and don't tune back in again until after Australia Day. Now, I've definitely been part of launches in January and early February. So it totally is up to you and your audience. But here's a great example if your target audience is a mum with school-aged children who may be kind of busy up until the time that school goes back at the end of January early February you probably don't want to run some like five-day challenge that's going to require her to pay attention for 30 minutes every day during those five days she's not going to do it and you're not going to get those sales that you want so choose a live event that matches what it is that you're selling, how you want to build momentum and your audience. So some examples of those are something like a free three, five, seven day challenge. Usually it's an odd number, just saying a webinar or a free workshop, a paid workshop. I've rabbited on about them in the past um, and I do love a paid workshop because it allows you to show up um, and start giving some really great info to people. They're not just getting like the the free version or a live in-person event. So some people use these really well to their advantage. So they run like a, a live event, get people excited, get people gathered. And then from there, that's when they sell their online program or face-to-face program or, you know they use it as an opportunity to gather people together and then take action from there so you're going to be then during that second month driving people towards that live event now if you haven't got that sorted yet yeah you might want to be driving people towards like a lead magnet or something like that so that you're still building awareness and momentum and sending people sort of down the rabbit hole towards what it is that you want them to know about you like there's always going to be like that directed focus of let's all go down this way together like you wouldn't run ads to a lead magnet or promote a lead magnet that has nothing to do with the program that you're ultimately going to be selling at the end of this would you no you wouldn't now in the second month that's when you might want to think about ads if you are going to run ads Um, i'm not going to talk heaps about a launch ad strategy in this particular episode only going to say if you're like not sure about whether you want to run ads uh, maybe it's the first time that you're running the online program then don't 
you know, like don't worry about it too much. You're probably going to make more sales from gathering up all of those different areas. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, emails and your um, socials and people you've already worked with, all of those people are probably more likely to buy your course rather than worrying about convincing other people to come on to your course bandwagon. But if you want to, that's when you'd run some ads to your live event to drum up more interest um, or to a lead guide if that's how you're running it. There's all sorts of ways that you can do that. Um, but usually you're going to run ads in that period. You don't, unless you're running like you've got a massive budget and a massive audience, you don't usually run ads straight to the sales page at the end of your course launch trying to get people to buy because they don't know who you are and haven't been warmed up. So you really want to kind of run some sort of event, get people interested, get the bumps on seats, get the emails. And then if you're going to run ads, you'd retarget those people. So in that final month, which, you know, looking at our time frame, maybe you're going to have a bit of time off over Christmas and New Year's, a little bit of relax. That's when you're really going to pump the socials you're hopefully going to have a bit of a design for this launch. So everything that you're putting out, maybe it's going to be the same colors, same vibe, and you're going to keep on sharing that content over and over again. I find Instagram stories so good during launches because, well, lots of people look at stories, number one, but you can share links and it's so easy. You don't have to worry about trying to get people to click the link on bio. But what you can do is, yeah, you can share about your lead guide. You can share about your live event and put the direct link in there. Make it seamless for people to jump on board. Same goes when the card is open. Seamless. Pop your link in. Send them over to check it out. And yeah, you're going to be showing up so much in that last month. We're talking emails every week until that final week where you're going to be pumping them out almost every day. I'm, I'm just letting you know that's what you're going to be doing. Um, you're going to be putting out content all the time. Maybe you're going to be running some lives talking about it, but you are just going to be, yes, promoting that live event and then going towards that sales cart open period. And just a word of advice from someone who's, you know, run a lot of launches, running ads, is you do want some kind of incentive during that cart open to get people to take action. Some people might use discounts, like an early bed discount. Other people will add in extra bonuses. Uh, maybe it's a one-on-one -on -one with you. Like there's so many different ways that you can run with this, but there's going to be some sort of an event, um, some sort of an incentive. Like I run ads all the time, right? You, you know this. Um, and the ads that don't seem to kind of get off the ground really are those ones that don't have an offer. Everybody wants a bargain, whether they knew it or not. Everybody wants a reason to take action. So if you're planning out your launch, have a think about the prices. Have a think about how you're going to be talking about the prices. Have a think about how you can get people interested. Maybe, you know, some people employ wait lists so that the people on the wait list get a special offer or a discount in order to take action. Maybe they get early access to the VIP. Other people use incentives like the first 10 people to sign up, get a special bonus uh, in order to get people to take action. Whatever it is, I want you to start thinking about that now. Not as in 
it's cut close in two days and I haven't hit my high notes in terms of sales. What am I going to do? No, you don't want to do that now. You want to start thinking about it now. You want to start thinking about your pricing. Obviously, in that first month or two, you're going to be writing the sales page. Like there's a lot involved in, you know, selling online programs. And there's plenty of people out there who has a course on how to sell a course. But generally, you're going to sell to people who know who you are. So that's why it's so freaking good to get out ahead of it. So three months in advance, you're going to start thinking about those contents, going to start thinking about those limiting beliefs so that people know that you're the person who solves that particular problem. Okay. So I know it's been a lot going on in this episode, but I will be here for you if you've got any questions. Now is the time to start thinking about three months in the future. You don't want to just go, oh, I want to sell something. I need to make some money in January. Start thinking about it now. Maybe you can even pre-sell it in December um, for whatever reason. Give it people early access to the content. There are a million different ways to sell an online program. You need to sort of look at these dates, look at who you want to sell to and start getting, that's right, strategic about it. I am here for you if you have any questions or if you'd like to book in a session with me to start talking about your launch, I will put a link into the show notes because yeah, I want this to be a success for you and I know it can be, but I also know that there is a lot of moving pieces and for some people that puts them off before they even begin. If you want the simplest way forward, just Keep it simple. I've had people sell sell courses very successfully with a PayPal button. You don't need fancy. You don't need what everyone else is doing. Stay focused on your own goals, on your own audience and realize that they are buying the opportunity to spend more time with you. So the more people know about you, the better off it's going to work. I so hope that this has been useful. And until next time, stay fabulous. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Fabulous Marketing. If you liked it, I would love for you to head on over to iTunes or Spotify, leave me a review. And if you know someone who could use this, maybe you could forward it to them so they can have a listen. Uh, and if you are a micro business with less than five employees and you want to get your mojo back, head to mirandaivy.com forward slash micro and download my free micro business self check-in now. Until next time, stay fabulous.